0: Hello, and welcome to the New Day podcast with Pastor Nate Morris, and I'm your host, Pastor Nate, and this is the podcast where we uh, talk about a lot of the difficult issues we're faced with in this unique time that is 2020 with the coronavirus pandemic and all of the other things going on this year. And um, we've had lots of great discussions about lots of different things. We've had, you know, talks about racism and talks about um, end times and depression and all kinds of things. And one of the things that I really wanted to add into this conversation um, is talking through parenting and what that looks like in a year that's like a pandemic. Right. And what what our focus should be and. Uh, how we do that. And so just in thinking about that, um, the the best, uh, I always have a guest on this program and the the best guest that I could think of was my wife, uh, Jen Morris, who is an amazing parent and homeschool mom and currently leading our kids ministry uh, and really has some great insight onto this subject. And so I wanted to bring her onto the program and um, just to kind of share this discussion with her. So I'm excited to have her here and Um, just to kind of talk through that stuff. So welcome to the program, Jen.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Very sweet of you.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, So we are going to just talk through what it looks like to parent in a pandemic today. So we're going to talk through some specific um, uh, things that we've kind of talked about a little bit, and we're going to, you know, kind of talk through a couple questions that you may have as a parent of children and, you know, all the different things that we're going through. And so um, one of the things that I just wanted to kind of start with is I know that as we go through seasons like this and it's all crazy and um, everything's, you know, a, a lot of times we just kind of want our kids, we just want our kids to be able to survive and get through it right and have them feel normal a little bit. Um, and in that, a, a lot of times our priorities um, become that. And so it's like we want to create a sense of normalcy and we want to create um, just a sense of things being normal and them feeling comfortable and, you know, in that uh, type of environment that's at home or whatever that may be. And you might be in a season of lockdown or it might be where we're going back to school and we're doing different things. Um, So just as we've talked about a little bit, kind of what that looks like and how we um, parent our kids in seasons like this, uh, what are some thoughts that you have along the lines of how we um, what our direction is as we go through these types of things.
1: Yeah, um, well, it's kind of funny. I feel like we're letting people in and in on our household conversation and just the, our bantering back and forth that we have. Um, but I'm excited just to share with you all um, just some things that God's put on my heart and that Nate and I share together just in in how we think about parenting Um <clears throat> I think, you know, this year in particular has been really challenging and, well, normally we want our kids to shoot for the stars and, you know, we have grand visions and we plug them into all these different things to equip them and um, prepare them for the future God has for them. Um, This year has been more of a year that um, when, in just thinking about the word and what it says, it makes me think of um, Jesus's story of the man who builds his house and one man builds it on the sand and one man builds it on the rock. And when um, Matthew chapter seven, verse uh, 25 says, and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house. And that's just, that's the kind of year we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's really been a lot. It's been a lot for ourselves. It's been a lot for our kids. Um, but God's word says that, um, that we can build our build our home, build our house on the rock, which is Jesus. And that when those things come, then the home will not crumble. And, and I think that's just so applicable for this season that we're to be building um, our kids' lives on the rock, on Jesus Christ and nothing else because everything else will crumble. And, and we've really seen that this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, everything has kind of come down around us. And I think it's been, it's been hard enough for uh, us adults, right, processing mm-hmm. everything that's gone on this year. And I know a lot of people are, are dealing with all kinds of emotions all over the spectrum, um, just really struggling with, with those things that are going on. But for our kids, it's, it's even more, right? It's, mm-hmm. and, and they may not show it in the same ways that we do, and they may not process it the same ways that we do, but our kids are feeling what we're going through, right? And, um, and I think that it's important for us to recognize that. And then it's also important for us to recognize that as parents, it's our job to lead them into the place of um, of safety, into the place of being on the rock, into the place of how they weather those storms and things like that. You know, I mean, Proverbs chapter twenty two, verse six. Everybody, you know, has heard this one: Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. And in seasons like this, I think especially, but I mean, any season really, our job as parents is to train our kids how they should think and what they should do and how they should use their their gifts and how they should use their their heart to honor and serve the Lord and follow him. So really training them how to build on the rock in a mm-hmm. sense, um, how, how to withstand the storm, right? So, and this year especially is a year that is really uh, an opportunity for that. I mean, obviously nobody wants to be in the middle of a pandemic. Nobody wants to be in the middle of the racial tensions and all the things that we're faced with, but our kids are really seeing what we're doing and they are taking notes, not, Mm -hmm. not, not literally, but you know, in their hearts, they're, they're remembering these things. These are, these are files that are stored in their memory banks for later. Mm -hmm. So when they go through difficulty that they have to navigate themselves, right? Not with a parent leading them through it. Um, then they have this built into the background of how they're going to process, right? And so that, that's that, that train up a child on the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the, the challenge that I have witnessed um, in our own lives and, and in the lives of other parents is really like in the middle of the craziness, setting the right priorities, right? What are the right priorities for us As a family, right, of course, there are things that are super important, like fun, you know, relief, rest, you know, kind of giving getting your mind off of the situation that we're in. Um, There are other things that are important, like education. There are things that are important, like activity and socialization and all of those things. But I think that the challenge can become in a season like this, a pandemic season, right? We prioritize um, we can tend to prioritize those things over the things of God, because we think those things, well, they really need to be socialized and they need to be active and they need to be these things. And the challenge with that is that, um, when that's our priority, we're building on the things that are going to crumble again. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have any thoughts on that? Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I don't mean to undervalue fun or socialization, even though we homeschool the real reason that the Morrises homeschool is so that we can, have fun and have socialization and and do the things that we feel called to do. But what really sets the pace in our home is that we want to seek first the kingdom of God. And so that's really the reason we homeschool is we want the flexibility to do whatever we're called to do in that season. Um, and that call for our lives that's um, in Matthew 6 says, um, for after all these things the Gentiles seek and and for context, they're seeking after food and clothing. But in that time, in Jesus's time, food and clothing was shooting for the stars. That was what they wanted for their kids for the next generation was Mm -hmm. a group that would be well fed and well provided for. Um, Now I think we shoot for the stars in a whole different way. (laughs) We're shooting for the stars academically and socially and athletically and um, just so many things. But if if we take just the context of shooting for the stars. Jesus says, after all these things, the Gentiles seek. for Your heavenly father knows that you need these things. He's aware, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that's really that foundation that he's talking about, that if we build our homes and if we teach our kids to build themselves on the rock, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, then they will have everything that they need he will provide for them and we can have confidence in him and really trust him with our kids.
0: Yeah. That's a great point. I think, um, really, I I, mean, I just, the picture that he gives us in Matthew seven, I love how Jesus uses pictures, right? Just mm-hmm. these, these illustrations that are so helpful for us, but building on the rock, right? When the storm comes, th- that foundation is there. And, and it, I mean, it goes back again, Proverbs 22, six, that's the foundation, right? So, um, so that when they're old, they don't depart from that. And so really setting that priority in your home is what enables them to have that stable foundation through the rest of life. And um, I think that's that's the challenge because there's so many things that the world would tell us are important for our kids. Mm-hmm. That say Education is important. Of course, education is important. We value education highly. That's mm-hmm. part of why we homeschool, yeah? Um, they would say, and, and this isn't an argument for or against homeschooling. This year, it's really easy to say we're homeschooling because- half of America is probably homeschooling anyways, but, um, you know, we're not anti public school or private school or any of that stuff. Um, that's for each family. But for us, you know, we value education. And for us, we, we feel like we can give our kids a really solid, good education at home. We, you know, the world tells us to value that. Yeah. Our heavenly father knows we need that. Mm -hmm. The world tells us to value activity and, and exercise and sports and, yeah. Our heavenly father knows that we need that. You know, he mm-hmm. said, it says that bodily exercise profits a little bit, right? It's not, a, it's a good thing. It's, it's helpful, right? Teams, sports, those types of things. You know, we put our kids in dance and soccer and those types of things. Absolutely. Um, and you know, the world would tell us that socialization is important and yes, mm-hmm. absolutely it is. You know, and we want our kids to, to, to have that. And so we encourage that and we, we build that into our lives, But I think the challenge becomes that the world tells us that those are the things that are going to make our kids well-rounded, healthy individuals as adults. Mm -hmm. And the scripture would tell us that that's not true, simply not true. Mm -hmm. That the thing that we need more than anything else, and every believer just knows this deep down, but I think when it comes to living it out, it's really challenging. The thing that we need more than anything else is that solid foundation, continuing to come back to our relationship with Jesus Christ and being built on that. And so our our job as parents really is first and foremost for our kids, discipleship Mm -hmm. of our children. Um, You know, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and 7, it says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And this picture is one of training up our kids, right? Training our kids. And the first and most important goal that we should have in training our kids is training them to follow the Lord and to build their own lives on the rocks, on the rock uh, of Jesus Christ, right? Um, and w- kind of what, what does that look like, you know, in our family? I know what that looks like, but let's share a little bit with, our, yeah. with our, our listeners what that looks like and maybe what it even could look like for them. Because I think sometimes people have a hard time putting legs to that a little bit.
1: Yeah. um, You know, that looks a little bit different from home to home, but I want to share with you guys just some of the things that we value and some of the things that we do just to share some ideas. Um, One of the things that I'm super passionate about, and you may well know this if you're um, around Mountain Life at all, um, I'm very passionate about um, Kids Church and the importance for our kids to be learning at their exact social emotional level, the way God created them to be at this moment in their lives. And you'll see me in the front row, nine o'clock service, all my three kids lined up and they're listening to Nate, but I make it a priority that they also go into kids church because when they can remove the academic block of feeling overwhelmed by the vocabulary and the environment. um, You remove that and put them in a setting where they're really comfortable just being who they are and then pour into their hearts. Their hearts can receive so much and it goes so deep. And as they do that, they build friendships and they learn the value of the Christian community, not just good people and not just people who know Jesus, but an actual conversation around Jesus. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, I know how important that is to my spiritual life, to be walking with people who will talk about Jesus with me and encourage me and, and point me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And we need to remember that our kids need the same, not just good friends, but friends who will have conversations around Jesus.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. Um, and, you know, um, some, I know that some parents really prefer to, to keep their kids with them in service uh, at churches, you know, whatever church you may be a part of. And this isn't an argument against that. But I think that, um, I mean, kids should learn to, to, to listen and to, to, to hear the word from an adult perspective. But the reality is um, when I'm teaching as a pastor, I, I, I'm trying to speak to as broad of an audience as I can but I'm really not speaking at the kid level. And, you know, I, I bring things in that are fun demonstrations and things like that to try to make it fun and, and engaging, but I'm not speaking to them. And then the other thing is they're not engaging with other people that are their age around the things of God. And I think that's a key thing that you pointed out. I mean, I think about youth group, for example, um, and the importance of meeting kids your same age on your same level and talking about the things of God together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of the things that I has always stuck out to me about something that your mom did for you mm-hmm. was she said, when you got to high school and you know, you're making your own decisions and you're kind of rebelling a little bit, she's like, mm-hmm. you have to go to youth group. She's like, I don't care if you go to youth group at my church, you can pick where you want to go. But you have to go. You will go. That's something that you will do. Can you talk about that just a little bit, kind of what that experience was for you and how that's shaped your life?
1: Yeah, it was um, between 8th and ninth grade. And I was just, you know, right at that precipice of making my own choices. And um, I think she saw that I was feeling disconnected at my home church where she had raised me. I wasn't connecting real well with the kids there um and youth group was an intimidating thing. I was a shy kid even though I could I could pull it up and survive. I was just a shy kid and she just laid it out flat for me. No no negotiation available. Mm-hmm. I needed to go to church once a week at a youth group. Um and I could, you know, she said I could go wherever I wanted. I'm sure she would have put some limits on that. Yes, right. <laughs> but once a week I had to go and I went. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, that changed my life and it shaped the course of my life because I fell in love with Jesus in ninth grade. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by 10th grade, I was at church three nights a week. And by 11th grade, I was doing all sorts of other things in the church. And it really just her firmness in holding steadfast to the instruction of the word and you know, it's her, it was her responsibility as a parent to lay it out and set the course for our home. And she did. And, um, it really, I'm really thankful.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's something that, um, we don't let our kids say that they don't want to go to school. You know, we don't, we don't let our kids say that they don't want to go to daycare when they're little, you know, of course they don't want to go. Of course they don't want to go to school. They still have to go to school. Right. And I think that church is something that we have in America, we've kind of made optional a little bit. And I don't think that that's training our kids up on the rock. We need to teach our kids that that belonging to the body of Christ is not optional. And just because you're not feeling it doesn't mean that you don't do it. And I think that something that your mom did in that like impacted your life, but now it's impacted my life and it's impacted our kids' lives. And mm-hmm. it's a very powerful testimony of training up a child in the way he or she should go, right? Mm -hmm. She said that you have to do this. This is part of being a follower of Jesus. Uh, and So far, we've kind of talked a little bit about, you know, getting your kids plugged in with church and kids church and youth group and those types of things. And those are super important too. But we also don't want to completely rely on other people to, Mm -hmm. to, train our kids up in the Lord. Right. So that's just, that's part of it. It's an important part because they need to understand the community of Christ, right? The community of the church and belonging to each other. And I think that's something that, that, that can be easy to devalue. It's so important though. It's so, it's such a huge part of who we are as Christians, but on the, on the other side of it, just in discipling our kids and training up our kids We don't want to leave that 100% to the church either. Whatever church Mm -hmm. you're a part of, really it starts um, and the responsibility rests on us as parents, right? And so um, just like I said with Deuteronomy 6, you know, it's our job to teach them diligently to our children. It's our job to train them up in the way that they should go. Um, And in Ephesians 6, 4, where it says to bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord, And so it's our responsibility as parents to set that priority, right? Are we going to prioritize Jesus first or are we going to prioritize other things first? Mm -hmm. And what does prioritizing Jesus first look like, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that other things aren't priorities, but when we let other things creep in and take the place of God, we have idolatry in our family, which is not a good place to be, right? If sports have taken the place of Jesus in our family life, that's an idol that we need to get out of the way. Uh, if whatever it might be, right? So we need to realize how we set those priorities and how we make those things work together. Um, And, you know, for us, there's a few things that we've done with that. I mean, one is making church a priority and making youth group and kids ministry and that type of stuff. I mean, we've said, you know, youth group is Wednesday nights and Awana is Wednesday nights. So we've said we don't do sports and stuff that conflict with that. We're just, that's Mm -hmm. what we're going to do. But then in our home also you know, we've set that some of those priorities as well. Um, and there's a couple of things that we do every day in our home or, or at least most days, some days it, it just kind of slips by, but for the most part, every day we start the day with a devotional as much as possible. And we end the day with a Bible study before they go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be big. They're like 10 minutes and five minutes respect, respectively. Right. And mm-hmm. can you talk about that just a little bit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Nate and I get up and spend some time in the word each morning and I know. Um, My kids could probably point out to you which days I spent time with Jesus in the morning (laughs) and which days I didn't. I slept in or I checked to email or whatever. Um, It really does make a difference in each day if we set um, our course to be abiding in the Lord during the day. So we do that in the morning um, as a family around the table. Um, Nate leads that and it's nothing. Um, don't think he's like preaching a mini message.
0: Nope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, we use just, you know, a resource and it changes. We'll go through something and then move on to the next. Um, but just a time to create a dialogue and to share the word with them and set the course for the day. Um, nothing big. And then in the evening we read, um, from a storybook Bible, Um, And that's changed over the years based upon our kids, you know, development and what they needed and and all of that. Um, But we just kind of kind of bookend it with Jesus and sprinkle Jesus in throughout the day as well, Um, because we want them to know that this is where life is found. This is where they can find abundant life. This is where they can turn when the wind and the rain does come. And um, for them to develop that habit as they move into maturity, it's super important that they see that we value it now, because our kids will echo back to us the priorities that we set for them when mm-hmm. they were young. They will echo that back as they get older. And you know, I've I've heard a lot lately um, about the importance of fun, and honestly sometimes I need to hear that message because I can get very, very focused on work um, and whatever my work may be. Um, But fun can absolutely become an idol that we teach them to chase fun. We teach them to consume fun. We teach them that really that's why we live our lives is so that we can reach fun at the end of the week. And that is not what the word says. The word says that if you lose your life, you will find it. And so we make a priority about setting aside time and setting, setting our purpose to seek Jesus and to, to serve. Um, one thing that, that um, has been really beautiful to see is our kids' choice to serve. Um, to serve around their community, to serve inside their church Um, and I think it's really important that they serve Jesus in a really physical way when they are young, because they are the next generation of the church. And I want them to grow up, um, knowing their place, knowing their community, knowing the great things that they're called to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a huge part of it too, is training them to serve. Um, and you know, I think one of the things just kind of, as we wrap up here is, um, just We've been talking about priorities and setting, building on the rock, right? And, and once you're set on the rock, you can add in the other things. I mean, it says that he knows that we need those things, fun, mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. socialization. And, and I think that it's so important that we set that priority in the right place, that we put the, the, the things of God first, because that's what's going to stick with our kids, because we're training them mm-hmm. by what we're doing. What we're doing this year is training them, whether we like it or not. And so when we're training them in the way they should go, when we're leading by example, then when they're old, they're going to follow that example, right? They're going to follow the example that we've set. So let's set the right example and point our kids towards Jesus and encourage them and continue to build them up. And obviously we're going to make mistakes and we're going to blow it and we're going to do the wrong thing and say the wrong thing, you know. Um, But uh, and there's grace in that. But really coming back to what is our focus and where are we going And what would the Lord have us do and focus on as we walk through this season? Um, And I think that when we set that focus right, that that's a promise that he's going to add those other things to us. Mm -hmm. When we are focused on the things of the Lord first in our family, he will add in the other things that we need, including finances, including Mm -hmm. housing and food and fun and all of those things that he knows that we need to be well-rounded people. Um, They come as a gift from him out of our devotion to him in putting him first. So, well, thank you for spending your time this morning. I know we've delayed school a little bit getting this going. Mm -hmm. So, um, (laughs) thank you for that. And, um, thank you listeners for tuning in today and hope that you've been blessed and encouraged and tune in uh, next time on the new day podcast.